Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. We are, as always, very happy to have Dick Taylor with us again today to fellowship on the life study of Genesis. And Dick, it's very good to see you. Very good to see you again, Chris, also. We have today, Dick, the continuation of a message that we had in our last program, dealing with one of the pivotal, even crucial chapters of the entire Bible. Dick, give us some background on Jacob's dream and why we should regard chapter 28 of Genesis so highly. Well, when we come to Genesis 28, here's a person, Jacob, tired, dusty, disappointed. He's gone through all kinds of dealings, all kinds of problems. And here he comes to this place where he uh, chooses to lodge. And he lies down for the night to take a rest. He took a stone for his pillow and ends up dreaming perhaps the highest dream in the entire Bible, a dream that covers the scope and the significance of the entire divine revelation. The first thing that he saw in this dream, it says in Genesis 28, and he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and the top of it reached to the heavens. This ladder that was set up on the earth, whose top was in the heavens, is the very Christ who was incarnated to be a God-man, to bring heaven to earth and connect earth with the heavens. This one is the very center of his dream. This is the very center of the universe. This is the center of the entire biblical revelation. And along with this, you see an open heaven, a stone that has oil poured on it, and you have Jacob pronouncing this place, the house of God. So this was the the main point why we would regard this so highly, because this dream is related to the house of God, in which and of which Christ is the unique center. Uh, We can say the house of God because he took a stone. Peter was called by the Lord to be stone, signifying something for God's house. And the oil poured upon it signifies God the Spirit. So here we have the transformed man, built together in Christ, in the triune God, as the house of God, to be God's testimony on this earth. Thank you, Dick. I'm anxious to get into this dream. Let's join Witness Lee with today's life study. Jacob was born in a godly family. Abraham was godly. His father, Isaac, was godly. His grandmother, Sarah, was godly. And his own mother, Rebecca was also godly. He was born into such a godly family. It is good for you to be born into a godly situation, but regardless how godly a situation you could be in, you yourself need a personal, direct meeting with God. In your home, everybody is eating. 
You have an eating mother. You have an eating father. You have an eating brother. You have an eating sister. Every one of your folk is an eating one. But how about you? If you don't eat, regardless how much they are eating, you get nothing. Eventually, you yourself has to become an eating person. You have to eat. Jacob, he was born into that kind of family, but he himself never had a direct meeting with God. Now here at Bethel, to his surprise, not he intended to meet God, but God was waiting there. God was waiting there. When you came to Jesus that day or that night, Jesus, the heavenly letter, was sat there waiting for you. The day when you got saved, that was the day of your first dream. That was the time you were made by God. Isn't this wonderful? Okay, listen to this. At the first meeting, God told Jacob, I am the God of Abraham, your father. And I am the God of Isaac. This impressed that now I am going to be your God. We all have experienced the God of Abraham. And we all have experienced the God of Isaac. The God of Abraham means the God of justification. And the God of Isaac means the God of grace. We all have experienced such a God. But you have to realize from now on, he is going to be your God. The God of Jacob. What does this mean? The God of transformation. The God of dealing. You be prepared. Jacob, now I am going to be your God. The God of dealing. The God of transformation. So in the following chapters of Genesis, you cannot see Jacob enjoyed anything. <laughs> Everywhere he went, God was there dealing with him. All the time, I am the God of Jacob. I like to be eventually the God of Israel. Then my dealing will be over because your transformation will be complete. Well, Dick, there are a couple significant points in this first portion. First of all, we need to be eaters ourselves, don't we? Yes, we do. We need to be eaters ourselves, meaning that somebody else can't eat for us. I can't say, well... uh, Uh, You know, my grandmother was a good Christian, and my uncle was a wonderful Christian. People have said that to me. Yes, my aunt so-and-so, and and my uncle was a priest, and somebody else was this or that. No, the main thing is you have to be an eater, too. You have to have a direct experience with God himself. Dick, the question I'd like you to focus on concerns this word at the very end, that God revealed to Jacob that he was the God of Jacob, But his ultimate intention was to be the God of Israel. Develop this for us. The God of Jacob indicates that he's the God of transformation, 
Uh, We see he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, meaning with Abraham, he's the God of justification. With Isaac, he's the God of grace and the God of enjoyment. But with Jacob, he's the God of transformation, including dealing. But ultimately, God's goal is not with Jacob. His goal is with Israel, which is the prince of God. Just the letters E-L in Israel indicate God has been worked into this man. And uh, Israel refers not just to an individual, but Israel refers to a corporate people into whom God has been worked, and God is saturating them to be his house, to be his expression, for his image and for his dominion on this earth. So the goal of God is with Israel, a corporate people. And uh, Israel also is the prince of God. And this prince of God we can see from Genesis is one who just blesses everybody wherever he goes with God himself. Abraham didn't bless anyone. Isaac blessed blindly. Now the transformed Jacob, who is Israel, blesses the entire earth. Even Pharaoh, the ruler of the world, is blessed by this one. Mm, These are all very tasty points, Dick. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for more of this life study. 28, verse 13 says, I am the Lord God of Abraham, their father, and the God of Isaac. I am to be your dealing God, the God of Jacob. Right after this, it says what? The land whereon thou last, to thee I will give it. God's dealing is always with God's promise. The more dealing you suffer, the more promise you got. The promise follows the dealing. But don't forget, the promise is not that. Firstly, you will get the bread and the raiment. No. The promise, firstly, is that you will get the land. And then secondly, you will get the seed. And thirdly, you will become a blessing to all the families. Three things. The land, the seed, and the blessing. Isn't it marvel? You know, God created man in his own image. And God gave man his dominion over the earth. That means over the land. So, here you have the land first as the dominion, the kingdom. Then you have the seed, and the seed is for the expression, for the spreading, for the image. Again, here you have the same two things as there in Genesis 1. Then you become a blessing. And this blessing of yours is just Christ. Christ becomes your blessing for others. This is marvelous. Check again, I say, with your experience. Whenever we had some suffering, or whenever we have some dealing of God, we get the land. The land is ours. We have also the sensation that my, something of God is expressed. And something of God is spreading out of me. 
That is the seed. Eventually, there is a blessing with us for others, for our neighbors, for our relatives, for our friends, all the ones around us. We become a blessing. And that blessing is just Christ. Jesus Christ. Don't think God's promise was only given to Jacob. It is now given to us. In principle, it is the same today. Every day when we are under God's dealing, we participate in the land. We participate in the seed. And we participate in the blessing. Then God knows our need. God promised. Okay, Jacob, I'll be with you. All the time I'll be with you. I will give you the bread to eat. I will give you the raiment to put on. I will be with you all the time. And I will bring you back to your father's land in peace. And I will never leave you until whatever I promise you will be fulfilled. Dick, the God of Jacob was really the God of dealing. That's correct. He really was. But Witness Lee pointed out that God's dealing is always accompanied by his promise. What does this mean? Uh, This means that any time we are under God's dealing, that is for the process of transformation, at the same time we are receiving and experiencing God's promise. And God's promise here according to the context, is not just to give us food and clothing, but God's promise is threefold. That is, the land, the seed, and the blessing. God's promise of the land indicates that the earth has been taken by man. Therefore, man has dominion over the earth. And this was God's original intention, that man would have dominion over all the earth. So God's promise to the transformed uh, Israel is the land, meaning man would have dominion over the whole earth for God's kingdom. Secondly, his promise is the seed, and that is the spreading and the enlargement over the whole earth for God's expression. The man created in God's image would contain this God, and over the whole earth not only have dominion, but also have the image expressing God. And the the blessing means that this man, constituted with Christ and full of Christ, just blesses everyone with Christ. We want to join him to have dominion over the earth, to be full of him, to express him on this earth, and we just like to bless everybody with Christ. Amen. Let's rejoin Witness Lead for the conclusion of this life study. Now we come to the reaction of Jacob. Listen to his reaction. Number one, instead of giving God a big thank you and praising God, Jacob vowed he didn't care for God's promise. He has his economy. He vowed, I'll take God as my God. It's not bad. But it is conditional. He promised to give God one-tenth if God gives him. 
And this means what? If you don't give me, I don't give you. Let us make a deal. If you want something of me, surely you have to give me something. Tell me, did Jacob believe in God or not? You cannot say he didn't believe. But if he did believe in God, why he had to make such a turn, a condition? All these things God promised. But he still make these things a term, a condition of his vow. You just consider about your own experience. If the Holy Spirit today is going to write a record of your experience, it may be exactly the same. Exactly the same. I don't know how about yours. I do know mine. My record has no difference. Absolutely the same. It doesn't sound so nice, right? But listen, now I'm going to tell you some positive. Some wonderful things. Number one, from where he got this kind of concept, God's house. Before chapter 28, you don't have such a term, the house of God. Proverb Jacob never lived in a house. His grandpa, his grandma, his father, his mom, all lived in a tent. Why didn't he say, oh, the tent of God? <laughs> he said, the house of God. Surely this is not just a dream. Yeah. This is a revelation. That's right. He didn't say a house. But he shouted, this is the house of God. Tell me, where that young man got this concept? Marvelous. A marvelous concept. This is the divine revelation. No doubt, it was of God. The house of God. Then, another thing, he set up the stone as a pillar. It is surely corresponding with the whole revelation of the Bible. And the most striking thing was that he anointed that stone with toil according to the consistent content of the Bible. Here the stone signifies a transformed man. A piece of clay has been transformed into stone. And the oil in typology signifies the third person of God who reaches people. The Spirit of God is just God reaching you. This is the oil. Now you can see the pillar stone standing there with oil poured upon it. This is a symbol that this transformation standing on this earth is just God's expression. You look at the piece of stone, you see the oil. Look at the transformed man standing on the earth, you see God expressed there. Surely, while he was anointing that piece of stone, he was under the anointing of the Spirit. That Peter stone was he. That was Jacob transformed. Eventually, when the Lord Jesus came, in John chapter 1, Lord said, you will see the angels of God 
ascending upon the Son of Man. The Son of Man indicates that God has become a man already. It indicates that God is no more just in the heavens. He has become a man and lived on this earth. The latter has been sight on this earth. So you can see that dream is a full revelation of Christ. And Christ is the center of that dream. That dream is fully focused on Christ. And that heaven letter was this Christ. Here, with this heaven letter, you have the open heaven, and you have the transformed man. And you have the anointing upon this man. And you have the house of God built up with this man. And the most important thing is that he called that anointed stone the house of God. Today, brothers, we all have to realize the church life is the fulfillment, the full fulfillment of the dream of Jacob. Today, the church life is the gate of heaven. And today, the church life is the place the angels would ascend to heaven to bring good news to heaven and descend to the earth with something heavenly. The house of God is here. This is the church life. Dick, it seems that Jacob, despite his undealt-with condition at this point in time, really entered into God's deep revelation, didn't he? Yes, he did. Maybe you'd say more about Jacob identifying all that he had seen in this dream, being related to the house of God. Yes, he uh, identified everything in his dream as the house of God. What happened here was eventually the stone that he used for his pillow, he set up as a pillar, and he poured oil on it. This matches exactly what happened with Peter when the Lord first met him. In John chapter 1, the Lord met Peter, and he first saw him. He said to him, you're Simon, you're, you're clay, but you shall be called Cephas, a stone. So God's goal for man was to become stone for God's building and even a pillar. Eventually in uh, Revelation 3, it says the overcomers in the church in Philadelphia are called a pillar in the house of his God for his testimony. And this stone had oil poured on it indicating the spirit, the third of the divine trinity who reaches us and saturates us. And by this spirit... God can be expressed. So here's a stone standing, supporting God, expressing God, and with oil on top. So the oil indicates that God is expressed through this transformed humanity. Here's the stone. Once Jacob was just dust, but eventually Jacob, even in a corporate way, would become transformed stone. And on this stone, we have the anointing oil for God's expression. This is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. This is an awesome place. This is the goal of God in his economy. The whole Bible is full 
of the house of God and even ends with the new Jerusalem as the very consummation of the house of God for God's expression. Dick, we began this program by identifying chapter 28 as one of the crucial and pivotal in the divine revelation. I think all of us now have some more impression of why that is the case. Absolutely. This is one of the top chapters in the entire divine revelation. Thank you, Dick. You're welcome. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge.